Good morning. We want to turn to uh, Philippians chapter 1. That's where we'll get started at today. And I'm here to give a short devotion and send you on your way. Philippians chapter 1 verse um, 6. Paul writing to the Christians in Philippi from the Roman prison. He says this, and I am sure that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on that day when Christ Jesus comes back again. And this morning I just want to briefly uh, hit three points in this scripture and share those with you. And, um, you know, I want to talk to you about God's faithfulness to his people. And um, <clears throat> when I read this scripture, I kind of like how Paul starts out. He he says he's sure of something. And I thought about what that would mean to me if I was there uh, in Philippi at that time and what it means today. You know, when you're going through things or when you're discouraged or you a circumstance happens in your life and somebody comes up beside you and shakes your hand or puts their hand on your shoulder and say, Hey, I want you to be sure of this. It's going to be okay. Things are going to work out. God's going to... Be faithful in this situation. And you know that means a lot to us. It means a lot when when somebody can say that to us from their own experience. That you know I know what you're going through. But I want you to know you're going to make it through it. It's going to be okay. And that would be very encouraging. I'm sure it was encouraging to the Christians then. Um, This morning uh, I want to see the three parts to this scripture here. The first point I want to make is of the work that God began in us. And when that work began. And this is this is written to Christians and to those who are Christians. He's talking about the work that God began in your life and my life. When did that begin in us? You know, sometimes we wrongly assume that God began to work in our lives when we accepted Christ as our Savior. That's when he began to work. But no, the Bible teaches us that God began to work in our lives way before we ever came to that point. Because we're taught from the Bible that... Jesus said himself, if no one can come to me unless they are drawn, unless they are called. So see, it's not, it's always God who's doing the calling and the drawing. It's never us. God is always the one who initiates salvation. And the work he does in our lives, he is the one who started it. If we didn't start it on our own, and we didn't start it when we asked Christ to save us, that was part of it. But the beginning, it was that the Lord began that work. And nobody ever comes to God. Nobody ever comes to God unless he calls them, unless he draws them. You know why? Because we're all bent away from God. We don't want anything to do with God. We want to go our own way and do our own thing and live our own life. So we're naturally born in that way that we're bent away from God. And I know we all know this. That's why we never call upon God. That's why people that we know that we care about are away from God, they seem like they they're just they just don't understand because they are being away from God. And we pray that God will call them and He'll begin to work in their lives and draw them. And so that's how it began in us, when God began to call us. And today I guess we need to ask the question, if we are not a Christian, is God calling me? Is He drawing me to Christ? Is He drawing me to Himself? You know, you can always tell how that begins to happen 
You know, when you look back, you can tell. At the moment, you can't tell in your own life. But when looking back, you can always say, well, I begin to think of this. Uh, for myself, when God began to call me, I began to think about my life. I began to think about eternity. And I knew that I was lost. You know, just knowing that is evidence of God calling you in, his, in your life. I began to think about what my life was really going to count for. And God begins to put those thoughts in you. He begins to raise us up and show us our need of Him. That's God's calling. But it takes the Lord to do that. And let's jump over just one book back to Ephesians. This shows us what things were going on in our life when we were called. When God began this work, what what were we doing? What was going on in our lives? Well, Ephesians tells us clearly about our life. Chapter 2, verse 1. Very descriptive of where I once was. And you, if you are are Christian and you've been saved, this is very descriptive of where we all once were one day. He says, once you were dead, doomed forever because of your many sins. You used to live just like the rest of the world, full of sin, obeying Satan, the mighty prince of the power of the air. He's a spirit that now works in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us. Me and you used to live that way, following the passions and desires of our evil nature. We were born with an evil nature, and we are under God's anger just like everybody else. That's where we are before we come to Christ. But then the next verse is a a catch. It says, But God, who is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so very much, that even while we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. And he goes on to say, it's by grace that you've been saved. It's a gift of God. It's a gift of God when God begins to call you. Because you'll never call upon God, but he begins to call you. He begins to work in our lives. It's a gift of God. It's God doing it. Because we're dead. We're dead to God. Our spirit is dead to the Lord. And he begins to call us. He begins to give life to our spirit. And all of a sudden we realize that we're lost. And we need God. That's a good place to be in life is to realize that we are lost and we need God. And so today he's calling us. We may be calling us if we're not Christians, but he's calling us even as as Christians. And he has called us. He has a work to do in our lives. He has a work to do in each of us. And, you know, um, this brings me to my second point. Is that God says that not only he began the work. Philippians 1.6, but he will continue his work. So, you know, sometimes as Christians, uh, we may not think that God's doing anything at all in our life. Nothing's happening. We can get discouraged or become indifferent or get lazy with, with things or just become uh, so d- discouraged and depressed about things because it doesn't seem like that God is doing anything in our lives. That God is always at work in our lives. He's always there. He's faithful. He is constant in our lives every day. Whether we feel like it, as that song says, whether we can feel it, whether we can see it, God is constantly at work in our lives because he's faithful. He's faithful when we're unfaithful. He's still faithful. And, you know, in this work that God does in our life, it involves change. Work always involves change. And God is changing us. And but. In this work that God is doing in our life, He has called us, He's working in our life, He's continuing it. It's all about our responsibility also. God doesn't do it all for us. We can't do it on our own.
But God enables us by His Spirit to do this. And just flip over one chapter, Philippians chapter 2. And Paul said again to the Philippians, verse 12, Dearest friends, you are always so careful to follow my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, you must be even more careful to put into action God's saving work in your lives, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire to obey him and the power to do what pleases him. So, in this work that God's doing, is that he doesn't quit once he started on something. Uh, he, does, he never quits. And you can go back through the history of the Bible and the history of nations and people, especially Israel. He started something in them. He never quit. He, he's not a quitter. And he doesn't expect us to quit. We are partners in this work. God's work in our life. Now, it says that God gives us a desire to obey him and the power to do what pleases him. So it's not only on us to try to live up to some expectation of trying to do some kind of something to get right with God. But it's him that works inside of us. And, you know, we have a desire to obey him. He gives us his Holy Spirit within us. And we have to do our part. He tells us to be steadfast. He tells us to fight the good fight of faith. He tells us to lay hold on eternal life. He tells us to, you know, strive and persevere in our relationship with God. That's our part. But but even in that, God gives us the ability to do that. His work in us is constant. And, you know, we have so many examples. In fact, if if I could bring people up here this morning and say, give me examples. How has God been faithful in your life? No matter where we are in our walk with God, people could say, I can tell you exactly how God's been faithful. How God has changed me over the years. How he's done things in my life. And how he has enabled me by his spirit and by his grace to get through things in my life. We can all look back and see that. <clears throat> I mean, just think of the, of the people of Israel. And you go back in Genesis and read through the Bible. And you read about people. People that were just like you and I. And God started to work in their lives. I think about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the people in the Bible and David and Joseph and Daniel and how they were people who were not perfect. They made mistakes. They got discouraged. They sinned. They walked away from God. But did God give up on them? No, he didn't. He didn't give up on them. He continued what he started. He began that work in them and he continued that work in them. And sometimes we... You know, we think God's not doing much or, or he's forgotten about us, but he still continues the work that he's doing in our lives. He's faithful. And when God works in our lives in that way, then we have that experience like Paul had to say to others, I'm sure of what God's doing in your life. He's going to work this out. He's going to work in your life, but I have a responsibility. And we don't, we may not like that word responsibility, but it's still there. We have a responsibility on our part to do our part in this walk with God. He tells us things we need to do. He gives us the knowledge to do that and the determination to do it. And so God is always faithful to us. And that brings me to the last point, and you're all glad of that. 
um, is this, that God will finish the work. He will finish what he started. Um, you know, <clears throat> in Second Timothy, we read the words of Paul. They were his last words before he died. Now, you know, on a deathbed, when somebody has some last words to say, they're usually very, very important. And you want to hear what they have to say. You know, it's important because you think it's, it's really going to be something that's going to change your life. Or, or if you have a parent that's, you know, dying and you want to, and they have something they want to, to, uh, say to you right before they pass away, you want to hear what they're saying or a spouse or a child or whatever it could be. And Paul said to Timothy, his, he, he felt like he was a son, he was an acquaintance of his that was a young man that had traveled with Paul, been a part of his life. And Paul thought of him as a son. Here's what he said to him. He said, I have finished the race. I fought the good fight. And I've kept the faith. Those were his words to Timothy. They weren't all his words. But those were some of the things he told Timothy about. That he finished what God had began in him. Was coming to an end. He was going to die. And he was going to pass the the reins of leadership on to Timothy. But he said, I want you to know that I finished. Now, did Paul, you know, how I want to, I would say, well, how did you do that? How did you, how could you be so sure to say that, that you have finished? I've run the race. I've kept the faith. I finished the course because it was because of the grace of God that worked in Paul's life. Was he a perfect man? No, he failed. He made mistakes. He got knocked down in the mud. But he got back up by God's grace, by God's enabling. He got back up and he went on with his life. And God finished the work that he had to do in Paul's life. And he'll do the same in our lives. No matter where we're at, he will finish the work he began. And when's that going to take place? Well, we just have to skip on over to Jude. Right near the, right beside Revelations. And we can read this. And this is how I'd like to end today. Jude 24. He says this. And now, all glory to God, who is able to keep you from stumbling, falling, and who will bring you into his glorious presence, innocent of sin with great joy. All glory to him who alone is God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Yes, glory, majesty, power, and authority belong to him in the beginning, now, and forever. Amen. So God will bring us, the work he's doing in us, to a close. And when he does that, will be the time when we stand before the Lord. We stand before him, and, and we all know we have to stand before the Lord and give an account of our life. But Paul is saying here that, that when we stand before God, what is my hope that I have finished, that God has finished his work in me? What is my hope of eternal life? What is my hope that I have? Is it my works? It can't be, because they're imperfect. Because the, the, uh, the price to enter heaven is perfection. Do you know that? It's perfection. We can't get there on our own. So we have to rely on somebody else. And we know that that's Jesus Christ. It's like he said. It's the glory and the praise goes to Jesus Christ.
our Lord. He is the one who's made us able. And he is the one that when we accept Christ as our Savior and as our Lord, then we're accepted before God and we are clean and we are innocent and we are sinless when we came, come and stand before the Lord. And I always like the, you know, the scripture that says that that's what we're supposed to do in this life, to run this race, is we're supposed to lay aside the things in our life, the weights, the sins, the things that entangle us, and run with perseverance this race, this work that God's doing in us, looking to Jesus, putting our faith and trust in Him alone. Because the Lord Jesus Christ, just like Paul said in, in Jude, He alone is worthy to be praised. In our world today, there are, you know, there are all kinds of religions. There are all kinds of isms. There are all kinds of gods. There are all kinds of things like that. But Jesus Christ stands above all those things. His name is the only name that is above every other name in this world. The only king above all the kings. that He is worthy to be praised in the past, the present, and the future. And he is going to bring us to himself. In my hope of eternal life today, yes, God's doing a work in my life just like he is in yours. Have I got there yet? No, neither have you. But he's doing a work in my life. And I like the, the words of the song with the old hymn. Um, my hope is built on this, on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ the solid rock I stand. That's it right there. That. That's our foundation of our life. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is what? Sinking sand. It's worthless. Think about that today in our world. That we, when you, If you would stand up and say that, if you'd say that to the world, you would say, well, that's not true. There's lots of ways. There's, there's lots of avenues. There's lots of ways we can get to God and get to heaven. No, only in Christ, the solid rock. That's the foundation of every life to be built upon is the Lord Jesus Christ. And even though people don't accept that today and the world doesn't accept that, as Christians, that should be our, you know, our voice is Jesus Christ and Him alone. And so today I hope that you will take something of what I've said today, think about it, give you some encouragement today to remember that God is at work in your life. Don't, I don't care what you feel or what, what you see, what's going on in your life. If you've given your heart to Christ and you, you are sincere to God, then God is working in your life and He will bring us through. And sometimes we do need that. We need encouragement. We need somebody that's been down the, down the road a little further than we have and say, hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to make it through this. It's a difficult situation, but you're going to make it through it. We need somebody sometimes. And we, sometimes we need to be that somebody that says, hey, don't worry about this. You're going to make it. I want to encourage you in this. It's going to be okay. Because that's the kind of attitude that Paul is saying to these Christians and that the Lord has toward us is that you're going to make it. I have started to work in you. I've invested in you. You belong to me. You're a mine. And I'm going to work in your life. And I'm, not going, to, I'm going to continue what I started and I'm going to finish it one day. But you cooperate with me. And that's what we have to do with the Lord is cooperate with him in our lives. So let's end on a word of prayer. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you that you are God and that we are not. And thank you that you're in control, Lord, when everything else seems out of control. 
You're the one in control. You're in control of our lives, Lord. You care about us. Your word says even the very hairs of our head are numbered. I'm not sure what all that means, Lord, but I just know that means that you play close attention to us. And you love us. Lord, you forgive us so many things day after day. Your mercies are new every morning. You forgive us of our sins and our failings and our shortcomings. Lord, you are so good to us. And you accept us. Thank you for everything you've done in our lives. Lord, let us hear your call. If we have never heard that call today, Lord, let us hear the call of the Lord Jesus Christ to our hearts and our lives. Turn us from the darkness, God, to the light. And from the power of the evil one to the power of God. Lord, work in our hearts today. Work in the hearts of those that we care about today, Lord. Draw them to you. Open their eyes, Lord, that they would see their need of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, today. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace that we don't deserve. And for all, we give you praise in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you very much.